Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to the Clubhouse Degenerates. Today, we're going to cover a shitty situation in Florida. We're going to answer some of Reddit's burning questions. And we're going to talk about The Last of Us, Episode 7. Aaron, where, where are you dressed up as like Charlie Cox from Daredevil? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Is that does he wear these glasses? He wears like like red colored, red tinted. Um, yeah, he wears like red tinted glasses. Interesting. I'm a little colorblind, so I don't think I ever really noticed that his glasses like were red tinted, brownish red. You're, yeah, because he's Daredevil, right? Because Daredevil. Daredevil wears red. He wears all red. Uh, I I got these glasses a while ago and I had lost them. And I was like, ooh, having a... Because it does have like a, like a sort of auburn tint to it, right? Yeah. I thought that would be cool. And then I didn't realize that everything would look orange. Mm-hmm. So you're out in the majesty of nature on a hike and everything looks fucking orange. Did you go on a hike today? No. Oh. I, 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 it's been a while uh, since I've gone on a hike. But yeah, there's many, many photos of me on hikes wearing these glasses. Wow. And all I'm seeing is orange. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to think like whenever I wear sunglasses during the day, even it makes me feel sleepier just because the tint, the tint makes everything feel darker and that's strange. Yeah, it makes me feel like just kind of cozier and sleepier and it, it lulls, it lulls me. I don't know what orange do, or do even you, like. Do you put on sunglasses if you're having trouble going to sleep? No. You know what I thought about buying those fucking sleep masks, those things that you put over those your Those things eye. are legit. You've never used those? No. Do it. So, so good. When you install the, uh, the dark blinder things in my my mm-hmm. bedroom like it helped a ton like a ton night mm-hmm. and day difference but there's a little sliver of wait Mondo, what kind of difference what did i say night and day <laughs> I, I thought it, no oh. I, I, I was amused it was not that funny but it amused me anyway there's a little sliver of light that's still there and it just it's more i think it more annoys me it's not so much like it bothers me i could sleep way better than i did before but it's sleep shades are amazing though like the the uh, sleep masks yeah. I, I mean, because I've got uh, blackout curtains is what they're called, mm-hmm. and I still will use a sleep mask on occasion. It's Especially, like, if I wake up in the morning having trouble falling back to sleep, throw on the sleep mask, it's just complete blackness. So, I'm going to go on a weird little tangent here. Awesome. Sleep mask was brought up on a podcast that I, I listened to. Mm-hmm. And What's the podcast? Uh, well, there's a few I listened to, but the one that they talked about sleep masks in was Your Mom's House with Tom Segura and Christina Pajinski. Mm-hmm. And they brought up sleep mask and she said, you know, she's like, I think wearing them is, is bougie. It's like she, in her mind, it's like a rich per- person thing to, to do. It's not like, and, and Tom's argument is like, look, if it helps you sleep, it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It helps you sleep. That is a rich person thing. You, you're poor. You wake up in the morning, you get to fucking work. Yeah. You don't go back to bed, poor people. Another, again, like I'm going to do another weird little curve. Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer have a podcast uh-huh. called Two Bears, One Cave. I listened to that one too. I'm not saying that they copied us because they didn't. They obviously they didn't hear our podcast. How do you say obviously? We're the the forty seventh <laughs> most listened to leisure podcast in Canada. Um, they might have been listening. So we did our episode like how, how long would you say? It's like months back when we talked about um, Hunter S. Thompson's drug routine. Mm-hmm. So like two episodes ago, Bert and Tom talked about Hunter S. Thompson's drug routine. And I'm like, these motherfuckers must have been listening. They 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 listen to our podcast and they're obviously copying everything we do on our podcast. It's, our podcast is so good. 
That's probably it. That they had to steal our material. To, to be fair, there's multiple things from other podcasts that I have copied. Uh-huh. Not theirs, but like, like one of the things that when we're talking about shows and we're going to talk about The Last of Us, you know, I, I've started incorporating from... Uh, there, there's a podcast called The Rewatchables. Uh-huh. We're just giving everyone podcast ideas <laughs> that are better than ours. Yeah, listen to other podcasts, <laughs> not ours. But I, I've actually I started listening to The Rewatchables quite a bit. It's uh, Bill Simmons and like the the Ringer Network does it. Bill Simmons is mostly known as like a sports sort of uh, writer and commentator and, and sports related podcasts. But they started I think probably during the pandemic there wasn't a lot of sports content, so they were rewatching old movies that they thought. You could see again and again, hence the rewatchables. And so they like to talk about, like, they have these whole categories that they'll have. So, like, they'll be like, they were doing Teen Wolf, and the category is Apex Mountain. And they're like, is this Apex Mountain for werewolves? Like, no, there's other werewolf content that's better. They're like, Apex Mountain for surfing on vans. They're like, oh, yeah, definitely. I don't know. It's There's a lot of these, like, little categories that are, are fun ways of talking about movies and television. And I'm like, oh, I like that. I'm going to steal that. Uh-uh. We didn't do a surfing on vans segment. No, no, but but I've started asking. So, like, I've started asking, like, what was the best scene? Right, right. right. That's the sort of thing that they would do. Okay. They, they they'll ask like, what's the most rewatchable scene in the movie? Um, is there a specific genre, like uh, a certain decade or genre, or do they just pick random movie, like older movies? Uh, there it's it's movies that they like. There are a lot of '80s movies, like the Bill Simmons in particular seems really obsessed with sort of like. Uh, Tom, not even Tom Cruise as much, but like Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks, and like that's kind of his, his his crew. But no, they, they did they did the Fast and the Furious. They loved oh, that. Ooh, they loved it. They 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 really one of the guys they had on it. It sounded like it was his favorite movie in the world. Um, but they do a lot of you know John Hughes movies, eighties movies. They uh, they've done a, at least a couple of the Rockies. It's just movies that they like that they think you can rewatch again and again. Uh-huh. I was trying to think of a way to transition over. We're just going to say, Florida man. Florida man, Florida man. Causing mayhem when he can. Driving drunk as a rule. Alligators in his pool of cloud. Here comes the Florida man. Oh! Florida man. Estimated 630,000 gallons of raw sewage spilled into the Hillsborough River record show. The full scope of the January sewage spill is now coming into view more than six weeks later. So this is a, a current event, a current news article. It's not an older one that we dug up. It's uh, one that's happening as we speak. Enough raw sewage to fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool dumped into the Hillsborough River over a one-week period in January, according to a pollution report released this week. The estimated 630,000 gallon spill began on January 10th after Tampa Electric reportedly cut the power to a Tampa apartment complex's lift station, which is a well that pumps wastewater. The utility turned off the power over the complex's non-payment, according to an investigation summary provided by the Environmental Protection Commission of Hillsborough County. Documents show that the station was estimated to be without power for seven days and the untreated sewage from two apartment complexes, Morella North and Riverside Palms Apartments, emptied into the river. According to the report, the Hillsborough River is the main source of Tampa's drinking water. Oh. I, yeah, I feel like this is that, you know, classic uh, cut off your nose to spite your face sort of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Like the electric company just does not give a fuck. Yeah, they want their money. <laughs> give them my money. We, bitch. we didn't get our. I mean, how how much money do you think they could possibly be getting from one apartment complex? Mm, it, it, water. Water's not an expensive utility. Well, no, no, but it's it wasn't it wasn't the water wasn't the issue is the if i'm if i'm understanding it, it was it was the electric and because the apartment complex like what didn't pay their electric bill and because they didn't pay their electric bill they cut off power and then this this um what the hell is it called the, the lift station which pumps the well water shut off because they cut off the electricity and then that ended up dumping all the sewage into the river which is the tampa's like one of Tampa's sources of drinking water. So just let's kind of do really rough uh, degenerates math. If my utility bills approximately two hundred bucks, why? Because I'm running the fucking heater all day and all night. Anyway, on the high end, two hundred bucks an apartment, and let's say that there's I don't know fifty units, uh, ten thousand bucks. So <laughs> you think it was worth 10, in the 000. long run to to put an Olympic sized swimming pool's worth? Of sewage into Tampa's main source of drinking water for 10k. No, that's it's, that's 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 like a like an old like Toyota Corolla. Yeah, especially the what what resulted as the outcome. If you all this all these people's poo poo water basically went into the river, and that's where the drinking water comes from. That's that's not a, not a good not a good uh, thing to do. Um, this is definitely more sizable than other sewage bills I've seen," said Joseph Kainke who has worked at the Environmental Commission for more than eight years. Kainke's team was first made aware of the spill on January 17th, and he went out to the scene at blah, 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 blah court that day. The lift station was just 20 feet from the river, he said. Wait, so it took him a full week to figure this out? Because <laughs> didn't it? So, so we're, we're unraveling the inefficiencies of Florida because it, it said that this, the spill began on January 10th. Uh-huh. So it's like a full week later. They're like, "Oh, look, there's there's tons of raw sewage spilling into our drinking water. Maybe we should go investigate that." A week later, yeah. Oh, that's that is not good, Florida. Uh, Tampa Electric spokesperson couldn't confirm or deny whether the utility cut the power because the apartment complex failed to pay its bill, saying customer payment information is confidential. The utility also didn't answer whether it knew it was cutting power to a lift station. Kainke said he spoke with an apartment complex employee on site who was informed by the utility the power was cut because of a failure to pay. Both apartments pay for the lift station that moves the sewage, but only Morella North pays the bill directly to Tampa Electric. Mike Bracklin, Riverside Palms property manager, told the Tampa Bay Times. When the Environment Commission was investigating the utility, said it did not know that the account it shut off was servicing a lift station, according to Sam L. Robbie, director of the commission's water department. Let's skip ahead a little bit. Yeah, it's a um, long fucking. It is is a long article. Did you get, ever get your power shut off? Um, no, not that I could recall. I mean, maybe it happened when we were kids, but I don't. Yeah, I, I still I I remember when I was a coach in Pennsylvania during the winter, I got my power shut off. Oh, you know, go ahead. And uh, and it was it was, uh, I mean, basically what happened it was it was like. During the beginning of the season, where we were traveling a bunch, and it was cold as fuck, and they like, I, I guess they posted a notice on my door, or like they didn't post it, but they just put an envelope, and it blew away in the wind, and I didn't see it, and I just there was a lot going on, and I, and I forgot, and like I come back after a road trip, and I've got no power, and it's like twenty degrees outside, 
I I was just blown. I was like, can they do that? Can they just they just write? I mean, in the midst of a a Pennsylvania winter, they're just gonna cut your power off, fucking cold hearted. Yeah, that sucks. The only time I've actually just to think of, thinking about it was when we were students at Whittier College. Actually, they had those uh, rolling black brownouts yeah. or brownouts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- those are probably the most. But we had fun when the power went out there in college because you're around your dumb friends doing stupid shit. Dude, I'm still. I'm still <laughs> mad about those rolling brownouts because we had one that happened during pledging when I was a pledge. <laughs> and because of pledging, like I didn't know about it. I was like the only one that didn't know about it. And we had a 9 a.m. practice. So this is back in the olden days when you actually had Alarms. an alarm clock that like plugged into the wall. <laughs> so no, I had no idea there was going to be a rolling brownout. Without an alarm clock, no fucking way was I waking up at like 8 in the morning to get to practice. And it was a two-a-day. I roll in for the second practice, having just slept clean through it. And this is like in the midst of pledging. We're staying up late, like uh-huh. all this shit. And I go to this practice on a on a you know Saturday afternoon, and they're like, "All right, s- start running." And I was just I was just running laps for like two and a half hours. I think I think I must have probably run about fifteen miles because I I was so mad that I was like r- running as hard as I could. Fucking rolling brownouts. Basically, what I'm trying to say is county scientists who tested the water quality in the river <laughs> after the spill on January 17th described the water as, quote, gray and turbid, according to the report. Water, uh, water samples were taken upstream of the spill at River Hills Park and downstream at the 40th Street Bridge. So it's just gray and turbid water. And, quote, there will definitely be penalties for the discharge. Kinky said. Have you ever uh, been to Commerce City, Colorado? Commerce City, yeah. So, obviously, I might might very kind of industrial. It is mostly industrial. My uh, my branch location is in Commerce City, but like in the vicinity of it, there's a couple of water treatment plants. And if you ever have the pleasure of driving by these water treatment plants, like during the summer when it's hot. That shit smells like shit. Like you're driving by like the water by there because it's what it is. It's just the, the runoff water and the water they collect. Yeah. It's all been pooed on and whatever. And and then there's like, you know, parts of Denver, especially Commerce City, there's a lot of uh, homeless people. What do you think they do? They just go and shower in this fucking river and take a shit in there and clean their beeholes and everything. And all that water goes into these treatment facilities and it smells, it smells gross. Dude, drinking water, not something to fuck with though. No. You need that. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Uh, rip to Arizona in like 20 years. Yeah. It, and then the, the heat too? Fuck. It's going to be miserable in certain parts of Arizona for sure. Um, that was it for Florida, man. Poo-poo water. Don't do it. Moving on to our next segment, we're going to be talking about Ask Reddit questions. Reddit question number one this week, sir. What celebrity murdered their career best? I don't know if this is best, but this actually came up recently on the Rewatchables. Oh. <laughs> this, this episode sponsored by the Rewatchables. Uh, they were doing 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh, no, sorry. Knocked Up. They were doing Knocked Up. Heigl? They did, yeah, they did a couple of Apatow movies. They did 40-Year-Old Virgin. They also did Knocked Up. It, it wasn't just because of, of her interactions on Knocked Up, but in general, I guess she was just such a... I don't know if mega bitch is right. She was she was distinctly unpre- unpleasant. Somewhere yeah. between like uh cold frigid bitch and really unpleasant, but no one wanted to work with her. I mean, she was sort of poised to be like the next Julia Roberts or or something uh-huh. like that. And 
specifically though, for for no reason, she just talked mad shit about Judd Apatow and Seth Rogen after they'd finished Knocked Up. It's like the best thing she's ever been in, yeah. hugely successful. And she's like, I know, let me just shit all over this movie. And one of, I mean, I think it's the fair, especially at that point, I think it's fair to say Apatow is one of the most I was about like, to say, powerful producers. I was about to say, look at the careers of how Heigl and her career. I actually looked it up um, after watching Knocked Up like a couple weeks back. And Heigl's career, like she's made some movies since. Terrible movies. Terrible movies. But Apatow's movies, like like every, everyone knows when you're going to go watch a Judd Apatow movie, you're going to have a good time. It's, it's going to be funny, humorous, laughs, adult humor. Like he, I don't think he's made an awful – he made Freaks and Geeks, the TV show. Like he's made a ton of fantastic – comedic um and all those people though have gone on to have everybody. great careers like jason siegel i mean james, jay baruchel james franco the well. list goes on and on <laughs> well franco franco we're talking about career suicide there's another potential name on that list um but the, yeah a ton of people that have like even featured like danny mcbride like had a couple like super tiny minor roles in a couple of apatow productions and then he went on to be a big you know all these people and then heigl you just don't do that. You just don't talk shit about people that you've worked with. It's not. It's it's bad, bad uh, bad news bears. Uh, my example is uh, Kevin Spacey. Oh jeez, dude. The dude. Okay, there's the dude's a fantastic, phenomenal actor. Great actor. I didn't know he was gay. I didn't know he liked boys and guys. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing where like he was like coming on to some guy like was it like an underage? Maybe I'm making this up, but he came on to some underage guy in a in a movie production and Kevin Spacey was all fucking drunk or something and just started hitting on this dude and like being aggressive. Yeah, man. I mean, prior to that, Kevin Spacey, like everything he touched, everything he did was great. There's that. I don't know about everything he touched. Did you ever watch uh, house of cards? No, I I didn't. I, I, I watched the first episode. I just couldn't, bite my teeth and sink my teeth into it. But a lot of people that have watched it. You know who could sink their teeth into it? It's Kevin Spacey. Um, (laughs) Apparently it's a great show, but because of of his, what he was doing at the time, they had to remove his character and him from from the show. And the show continued to do okay, I think, after he left. It wasn't the same. And uh, yeah, just... Hollywood and all these rapey fucking people. It's just weird. It's just weird. It's something happens to... Something happens to celebrities where they they're just in a world where they think they can do and say anything, and then before before long they get caught. Um, so so it, it yeah it was it wasn't. I'm I'm going through. There's there's a long list of charges against them, and it's not just that they were like young guys. They were like fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. So it was, it was you know it was kind of, like, kind of raping kids. Not great. And you know what? That's one though where that was so bad where. You know, if if by some miracle Catherine Heigl ever makes another movie that's good, like I'll watch it. I have nothing really against Catherine Heigl in a movie. Doesn't sound like she'd be a good hang. Don't want to hang out with her. I I don't think like I would want to watch anything that Kevin Spacey's made. Like even if there was a good really? movie that I had enjoyed, something I just seeing him would fucking creep me out. I think they're well. I'm like, ah, oh, it's a child rapist. I no, think, I'm out. I think in Heigl's case. She buried herself in a hole where no, again, you know who else buried himself in she, a hole? <laughs> no one was gonna Kevin want Stacy. No one's gonna want to work with her, with with the possibility that like, okay, I work with this broad, and then after we we film, we wrap up production, she starts talking shit about me. Like, no, I don't want to work with that broad. Kevin Spacey, I guess if you're a female, you're like, well, I'm I'm 
I'm not threatened by him because he's not going to try to fuck me. But if you're a young dude, you're like, ah, no thanks. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel equal about both. They're both kind of. I, I bet if Catherine people. Heigl just like sincerely apologized to Seth Rogen, he'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I, I feel like Seth Rogen's not the type to, to hold a grudge. Probably not him, but who's to say that Apatow doesn't, or or other cast members of that of the of the movie? But uh, uh, let's see what some of the redditors have had to say about that question. User aggressive signal forty three writes Gary Glitter, seventies UK glam rock star faded into obscurity. Thing was, it was at the time when his his peers were having a resurgence. He would have been successful again until he took his laptop into repair, and the shop reported to police all of the child porn on it. Um, Garrett, Larry Glitter is that guy that does, uh, that one song, uh, da-na-na-na-na-na, hey, da-na-na-na, and apparently it was a- Wait, how's it go again? Yeah, exactly. Uh, apparently when it was reused for the Joker with, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, it was controversial that they were using this, you know, child porn dude's music again. Uh, cause prior to that, that song was like a, like almost a theme song at like sporting events and- it was all over the place, but uh, yeah, R.I.P. Gary Glitter. And then someone just posted right below him. He just got released from prison in February, according to Wikipedia. Oh, User St. Vincent Adult Man writes, Charlie Sheen. He was making $2 million per episode playing himself on a Two and a Half Men. Then he went on off the rails by insulting the creator and taking, talking about winning and tiger blood and all other goofy stuff that Charlie Sheen did. Contracting AIDS, you know. Did he get AIDS? I, I thought he, it was other STDs. Uh, but yeah, I think I think he got AIDS. Fucking Charlie Sheen. Um, one more we'll pick. Let's see. Uh, user Square three four eight one writes: O.J. Simpson went from being a beloved running back and actor to a pariah. He must have gotten away with murder, but he'll live the rest of his life as a figure of rid- ridicule. <laughs> That's a good one. Chop off your. Uh, I still remember. That was such a big deal. I think kids now will not really understand what it was like like pre-internet right when things didn't tend to get on this sort of like national scene right, right. there wasn't there wasn't five different yeah uh, 5000 different media outlets there weren't websites you weren't getting like tweets of like oh this happened this happened so when something really big happened it it was like national or global like everyone was talking about it and i remember when the the verdict broke. It was like I was in our middle our middle school science lab. The the frick the science teacher was like, "Oh, OJ, they they found him innocent." And it was like everyone around the whole school was like buzzing because this was such a huge cultural phenomenon yeah. in a way that I I don't think anything really hardly can be anymore. Uh, another thing is too like the duration of of the duration of the story back then. Right now, with social media being what it is, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all these fucking things, there's like an immediacy of it being in in, our, in front of our faces, and then a week later, it's buried underneath some other crazy story that pops out. Whereas back then, like, the media did a really, I say a really good job, but I say that tongue-in-cheek, like a really good job of, like, ex, ex, that story expanded. It, it, it felt like it survived for, like, months and months and months. Like, that was, like, a headline for a long time, whereas... You know, if, if if it was if if he had chopped his wife's head off today, a week later, a couple weeks later, we'd forget about it because some other story would pop up and, and bury that story. So weird times. Um, ask right at question number two. Mm-hmm. 
What is your first thought about someone when they have a con- Confederate flag sticker on their car? <laughs> there, there, there's sort of two things that will come up. Uh-huh. The first is why, like, why, why would you do that? That is that is a a defunct flag, and it's like you, you guys lost, right? Like, if, if even if you <laughs> if if you're still like supporting some sort of like separatist movement, and you're like, we we all gotta just. Go our own separate ways, and the the north part of America has gone to shambles, and we have to preserve our values. It's like that side of the of the war. Sorry, the, the Confederacy like lost. Like, like why, why are you repping uh, an army that got their fucking asses handed to them? Yeah, that's not great. I it's and there's that whole of like, well, it's our history. That that logic never really completely made sense to me because like there's plenty of of historical things that you don't need to put on the back of your truck. Mm-hmm. And it's, let's be honest, it's a truck. If, if, if they're wrapping a Confederate flag, it is a pickup truck, probably lifted, uh, possibly. They probably have a flag hanging, like big old American flag hanging out the top of their hood or yeah, something. Yeah, they got the double up back wheels. But here's the other thing though. I feel like more often than not, it's when someone's like a crazy aggressive driver and then like they do something stupid and they cut you off. You know, sometimes I'll get those like, Little little momentary sparks of like road rage. Where I'm like, dude, I want to fucking follow this guy and beat the shit out of him. And then you see the Confederate flag, and you're like, oh, they've got a gun in there. <laughs> there, there is no way that someone has a Confederate flag sticker or or whatever on their truck. It's like, again, it's always a truck, and they're all they also are not carrying a gun. Those two go hand in hand. So like, I guess the first thought is why the fuck they would they do that? Thought number two, oh, they're they're packing. I have a bias. Uh, I have I have to admit that one of my favorite shows growing up when I was a kid was Dukes of Hazard, mm-hmm. and General Lee was this neon orange uh, Dodge Charger, Charger yep. with a, a Confederate flag right in the front of the hood. And uh, so again, my bias says there's there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I I could honestly, if you're gonna be sporting the Confederate flag, I, to me. Your your intelligence quotient is probably several notches below. Like I just think I just assume you're kind of dumb. Uh, politics and all that stuff aside, I don't care. It's a fucking flag. Who cares? You're not offending me. You're you're probably offending other people that had a closer tie to their you know family background or history or whatever. Maybe their parents or grandparents were uh, enslaved or whatever. Uh, fought on one side of the army or whatever, but. To me, I've got no personal tie to it, so I don't really get offended when someone has it. I just think you're dumber if you have one. I don't, I don't get offended by it. It's more, I don't want to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> Practically, this person is carrying a gun. It's like they're like an early, uh, I'm carrying a gun and possibly don't know how to use it, warning you know sign. Who, uh, you know who, I, I, I could be wrong. I don't want <laughs> one of our brothers. I'm not going to mention his name, but he's very tall. His his mug name was Shaft. I think at one point he used to rock the Confederate flag on things. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> that tracks. Um, but yeah, again, I just I actually remember meeting his dad. Now that I think about it, his dad did kind of have like a Hank Hill vibe to him. Yeah. Do you, do you, did you ever meet his dad? I don't think I have. It was it was like a because they were in Northern California, right? I don't. know. I think so. I think I that's know. where it was. But it, he did have that like like Midwestern like. They had a really nice house, too, now that I recall. Good for them. Um, let's see what some of the Redditors have had to say about that question. User 
which Riano Onami, I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to say, writes, as an Australian, I am often confused because there are really fucktard Aussies who do this. <laughs> Aussies? All right. Australian uh, rednecks. Pretty cool. Uh, user Sorsha Daikini writes, I loathe seeing it in my home state of Minnesota. The 1st Minnesota Infantry Regiment had an 82% casualty rate in Getty Gettysburg. Oh. Uh, user 19thanatos83 writes, that is a weird thing to do here in Germany. Do you think, do you think other, okay, so like the swastika uh, was borrowed by, you know, certain religious Asian uh, sects by the, it was stolen by the Germans and used into, and it created, obviously you look at the swastika now, you're like, bad, bad, bad. It's a horrible sign. Do you think the Confederate flag is like carried in other countries to express their like I guess their their bigotry of like anti anti black. You think there's like an anti? I don't know if it's anti black. I, I I bet I bet there are some probably teenagers or something like that in other countries who are just trying to be controversial and edgy who rock Confederate flags. I, I would be I would be shocked if that doesn't happen. Basically, what it comes down to is teenagers are fucking stupid. Yeah, and. They liked, you know, they would, it's like, give me attention. I want to get a rise out of people. And uh, I think that would do it in some other places, but I don't know. Uh, last one I'll read. User My Monkeys Fly writes, Missouri was not even part of the Confederacy, dumbass. For reference, I live in Missouri, and they are all over down here. So, yeah, I, I tend to think it still tends to be more of a southern uh, thing to want to rock it, like to, to, to sport the flag. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you find it everywhere, but uh, I think supremacist groups use that still too, right? Don't they? Like white supremacist mm -hmm. groups. So yeah, there is definitely some kind of tie to uh, racism, but it, I just I just think you're dumber if you have it. <laughs> That's it for Ask Reddit. We're moving on to our final segment where we're going to talk about The Last of Us, Episode 7, titled Left Behind. All right, so let's very briefly recap uh, and then we'll get into some of the, the aspects of this episode. So it is titled Episode 7, Left Behind, is primarily a flashback episode. We get to learn a little bit more about Ellie before she met Joel, what, what good old Ellie was up to. Uh -huh. um, so the, the episode does start where she's trying to care for a grievously injured Joel, flashes back, and we see a little bit of... Ellie's life in in the Fedra like boarding school basically, and yeah. it, it it evokes a military boarding school. Yeah, and I thought, man, how much does that suck? That even in the apocalypse, you still have to run laps in gym. <laughs> you're like, fuck. There's crazy uh, mushroom zombies all over the place here. You're still making me fucking do this push-ups and sit-ups bullshit. And I'm not gonna lie, Mondo. I was a little bit disappointed. That it it looked exactly like just a normal gym class. Like I feel like they should have expanded for the apocalypse, right? They they should have been running laps, but like you know, students dressed up as zombies jumped out and you had to dodge them. Or like if you were going to run an apocalypse gym class, what? How would you tweak it? There'd be some kind of like weird obstacle course with weird shit and like you know, like don't like swinging. Like remember the American Gladiators? How they uh -huh. would have them run through crazy shit, or even like the Nickelodeon shows, like Guts and all that other crap. No ifs, ands, or buts. No ifs, ands, or so. You, the idea is 
there's all this shit coming at you. You got to dodge it all. You don't want to get infected, so you'd have to run through the labyrinth and and not uh, touch shit. Well, I think also they should really lean in heavy on the on to uh, tag. Uh huh. Get yep. Get really you know learn how to change directions yeah. zigzag. You know maybe you can't. Some of those runners are really fast. The the zombie runners. So you got to learn how to change directions. Use your environment. That would be great. But no, they're just running simple ass laps. And I, I was really disappointed in that aspect. I mean, what what else? If you're trying to run like military uh, zombie apocalypse boarding school, like what, what would you do? You you de- I know you joked about not have, wanting to run laps, but you would definitely have to have cardio mm-hmm. as one of your priorities. Like in Zombieland, you know the fucking what's his name's character talks about his like his rules to survival, and rule number one I believe was cardio. Always double tap was like oh, double- three. Probably, sure. So, yeah, you'd have to for sure have peak cardio condition because you don't ever know how far you got to run or for how long you got to run away from infected fucks. Well, so, like, what what subjects are you teaching them? Because it does come up a lot where Ellie knows something about the past and Joel's like, how how'd you know that? She's like, well, there's books in the, you know, and she, she apparently read it during, you know, her, her Fedra schooling. Yeah. But... It's like are 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 you teaching them like calculus? I, I don't think so. I don't know if that's really the most pressing probably, subject matter. So like, what does your apocalypse curriculum look like in zombie high school? Chemistry and like the study of mycology and all that shit for sure has got to be really high up on there, obviously, because it's affecting their world. So they need to know that shit for sure. But are you okay? So, but so is your is it like practical chemistry? I mean. Because, you know, when, when I took chemistry in high school, we were learning about, like, covalent bonds and all these things that were, were not theoretical, but were more uh, so, sort of to understand chemistry as a whole. Uh-huh. Like, I think I'd be teaching them how to uh, create pipe bombs and shit like that for defense. <laughs> it's like, well, you mix <laughs> one part nitroglycerin and, I mean, how, how would you tweak chemistry class you, for the apocalypse? Yeah, you de- definitely have to have... You got to trim the fat of all the stuff that they teach you in school and just stick to the stuff that's really pertinent because... Like what? Again, like you said, building pipe bombs or even how to like filter water, how to like water filtration. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Um, so you can survive. Like botany, how to grow shit, you know, how to grow food and plants and vegetation. Uh, again, mycology, chemistry to study like how how all, this, all these zombie fucks that are running around, how did that happen and what can we potentially do to... Uh, I guess uh, avoid further catastrophe. I feel like we should do that in high school now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah I mean, cause that's the other, we're pretty close to all that happening, <laughs> but like teach, teach them uh, a little bit of electrical engineering or at least how to be an electrician. Cause you know, so when the circuit breaker shorts out, you can go fix it. Yeah. Like I feel like those like nuts and bolts, practical things would be way more important. And when you think of that, we don't learn Anything useful in high school, like like what what is something that you learned in high school that you still use on a regular basis? Is there is there anything you can think of? I, there's probably things that are like on the fundamental level that like, like what you know common math. Yeah, but no, that's stuff I learned in elementary school. The like I, I learned addition, subtraction, multiplication in elementary school, algebra in middle school. I still use algebra a little bit, but the stuff I learned in high school, I don't. I'm not using like advanced. Geometry. I'm not using trigonometry. Yeah, there's very few. That you're right. There's a lot of stuff, and even in, to a certain degree, there's even stuff in college that's kind of like, why am I being taught this shit? It's not. I'm not ever going to use it in a practical sense. It, the the education system 
if you will, would be completely different. I think it would have to be getting stripped down to stuff that actually pertains to their immediate survival and continuing continuation as a, a species. See, in in college, I felt a little bit better about it because I was like, oh, I I chose to learn this useless shit. That was my choice. <laughs> I, I, I willingly signed up and then attended Victorian poetry. Where in high school, I was forced to go to whatever the equivalent was. All the way, I, I still, this is a quick aside. Victorian poetry, absolutely useless class. We'll never use it. But that's still one of the the probably top 10 funniest things that ever happened in college. Uh, we had this really, really old uh, English teacher named Anne Kylie, English professor. And I mean, she was probably like pushing 80 at that point. And we were we were reading a poem by, I want to say Charlotte Bronte. But it was this whole metaphor about how there was an apple tree and you couldn't pick the apples too soon. You had to wait till they were ripe. And it was, it was the apples were like her virginity. Mm. And, and so she's, she, she, <laughs> I'm laughing even thinking about it. She go, she's like, she, just she she would go ah ah oh, and I can't remember somebody somebody said something in class and she's like, well, what would you use apples for anyway? And then Connor Nelson, who you might recall, just wasn't even thinking, and he just goes to make applesauce. This just like very prim and proper eighty year old woman goes ah ah well yes her. Her apples were smashed. <laughs> like, like, it came out of nowhere. This, like, really legit sexual joke from 80-year-old Ann Kyla. We, we could not stop laughing for probably, like, four or five minutes. Shout out to Ann Kyla. She's probably dead now. Um, like many of the people in The Last of Us. So, anyhow, <laughs> they they uh, Ellie's in her, her, her dorm room with all her 90s paraphernalia. She gets a knock on the door from... I, what, what was her friend's name? I don't even remember the character's name. The girl? Yeah. Oh, shit. I just closed that window. That's okay. Her, her friend slash lesbian love interest, and the friend says that she's going to- Riley. Sorry, Riley. Riley is going to take Ellie. Riley and Ellie. I, I can just see a big a big heart carved into like the rotting corpse of a zombie, and it says heart, Ellie and Riley. Riley's going to take Ellie for the best night of her life in the mall. So Riley was- Ellie's friend that went to school with her at this military training thing at Fedra. Her BFF, so, yeah. Her BFF. And it's basically, it's basically, what was it called in uh, Nazi Germany when they had the, the, the young kids the, that were, they were training the young kids to be Nazis? Yeah, I'm not sure. It, it was a, it was a name of, I forget the name of it, was something about something kinder. I don't know. But anyways, the, the idea is Fedra's got all these little kids and they're basically, Getting them ready to there be. There is Hitler Youth, but I don't. Sure, the Jung Jung something. I there was a name for it, but whatever. Jungend that would be a youth Hitler yeah. Jungend. Yeah, something, something like that. Anyway, so Fedra is obviously this like militaristic governing body, and they got all these this school of kids that they're basically trying to groom into becoming. Whoa, part whoa, of the- whoa, no, not like that, guys. I know we talked about Kevin Spacey earlier. They're they're trying to. To turn them into soldiers, and her uh, her friend Riley basically disappears, and Ellie has no idea uh, what what's happened to her. Fast forward, uh, Ellie gets into fist fight with some of the bullies at the school, and in the middle of the night, Riley breaks into Ellie's apartment or our bedroom or whatever, and um, you know they they catch up, and then Ellie's like, "I thought you were dead. What the fuck happened?" Blah 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 blah. Uh, Riley's like, "Hey, we're gonna go." 
I want to show you something. I got some surprises for you. And she basically takes Ellie into like this abandoned mall that otherwise they would have thought would have been like completely overrun by infected. Turns out it wasn't. Asterisk. Uh, Riley describes it as she's going to show Ellie the four wonders of the mall. Was uh-huh. it was four, I think, right? It started off as four, and then she adds she adds a fifth, whatever. Right. Whatever. So, so what were the there was there was the arcade. Uh huh. There was the photo booth. Yep. There, what were the other two? The, the first one was the carousel. The car. Oh, right. The 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 uh, the like horse carousel. I, I can't even remember seeing one of those in a mall, but it makes sense. And then the the fourth one was oh the um, costume shop. The costume shop. I did think it was funny though because the Ellie thought the first wonder was the escalator. Yeah, <laughs> which which I guess it's like it's like moving stairs. Oh my god! Look, if I walk up on an escalator, it looks like I'm not moving. <laughs> but it is funny that there's all that kind of stuff that you we just take for granted. Yeah. It's like yeah, obviously a fucking escalator. But if you grew up in the apocalypse, you probably never saw one. Have you ever heard the Mitch Hedberg joke about escalators? Probably. Absolute classic. He he's like he's like I love an escalator because an escalator can never break down. It can just temporarily become stairs. Yeah, <laughs> you never see an escalator out of order. Time just escalator temporarily stairs. Thank you for the convenience. But so she was she was super hyped about that. The the carousel not not as much. And then she went ham on the arcade. Yes. Would. W- if you were going to put together your personal four wonders of the mall, what would they be? Would the arcade be one of them? So you, you got to understand I, I, by without them explaining it, but I think Ellie was one of those that was born during shit's already going haywire. So she was born into she, yeah, she's like Bane. The technology, airplanes flying, all the shit. She's you not- were merely raised in the apocalypse. I was born into it. That was a terrible bane, but that's okay. That was the the you know that whole quote. I was uh, born into it. Sure. Yeah. So 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 Ellie, there's a lot of things that that again, like you and I, we say we take for granted. Ellie, all this stuff is new to her. Uh, she's heard of airplanes and she's heard of escalators and she's and, that and really- Mortal Kombat apparently. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> But but like like I said, so what, what would be your personal four wonders of the mall? Uh, if there was like an outdoor camping hunting store, that would be one of them. Like going into like, oh my god, look at all this cool camping hunting I shit. I Feel like that store would have been raided long ago though. Probably because that's like actually, you know what store would have everything still on the shelves? It's Hot Topic. <laughs> like, in the apocalypse, they're like, what the fuck do I need? With what? What do you even is in Hot Topics anymore? When's the last time you've been in one? Uh, a long time ago, they they sell shirts, like 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 I'm an edgy teenager shirt. Ellie yeah. probably would like Hot Topic. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I would maybe an arcade too, just for nostalgia's sake. You know, the food court. I, I mean, obviously the food's probably not going to be there anymore. But like, oh my God, look, this is how they make Panda Express. <laughs> I I would I would definitely instead of the carousel, I would have swapped out. Have you ever been to uh, one of those malls where they have like the really really high end? Massage chairs. Oh, yeah. I've never used them, but I've seen them, and I'm like, oh, those look they're, fucking... They're nice. They I, look cool as shit. I can't remember. I was waiting for someone in a mall, and I had like 20 minutes to kill, and I just was like dumping dollar bills into that thing. Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. That would be one of my wonders of the mall. Do, do, so that's. Do, is there anything else that you would swap in? I would probably want to visit, like, if, if they still have them, because not a lot of malls have them these days, but like, like music stores, like where they sell CDs and records and tapes and shit. Like, I'd want to see, because, like, Ellie does have her Walkman, 
So I would want to go into that and like, oh my God, check out all this cool Those music. Those might not be rated, yeah. You know? I'd go into that and, and steal all this cool music. Bookstores probably. You know, because bookstores, when there's no electricity, no lights, that kind of shit, when you're really just operating by lantern or whatever or campfire yeah having can, plenty of shit to read and kind of keep occupied would be fun you can read it with your flashlight that you have to shake every two minutes yeah. <laughs> that's, that, i actually love that that's like one of the details from the game that they took over your, your flashlight was constantly going out in the game you had to actually physically shake the controller yeah that cracked me up i was watching mondo play that part of the game i'm like what am i supposed to do here and, I, and i'm like shake it and he's like trying to shake that i'm like no shake the actual controller you're like, oh my god! <laughs> Stupid, <laughs> fucking PlayStation and this goofy fucking peripherals, peripherals. So, so the the whole thing uh, climaxes, I think, figuratively, almost literally, at the costume store where, you know, th- there were already some signs that Ellie had some of the lesbian tendencies. Uh huh. And I think this is this is fully confirmed. And it's like she's got she has her first kiss, and then they're immediately attacked by a zombie. Yeah. Just, just no, no room for a romance so in the it, apocalypse. It basically breaks down the origin as to how Ellie got infected, and they don't, they don't discuss that in the video game. This entire episode is is not part of the video game, which to me, which it was all new to me. Everything that happened, I was, I was caught off guard by every little detail, every little um, jump scare, whatever, because it's not, it's not. You don't do this in the video game, and the fact that it sheds some light as to Ellie's, you know, her desire to be with women did you read any of the um critic reviews and stuff like that about the episode no so apparently there's like a section of people that are like up in arms all pissed off that this is just another woke another woke agenda example shoved down our throats wait how so because they're it's a it's a lesbian young lesbian couple right one's african-american one's white so they just kind of like Again, I'm, I'm not saying that I agree with those people, but there there is a segment of people out there like, oh, th- this is just uh, current news or current TV shoving these agendas down our fucking throat. I have to say I disagree because okay. this stuff actually, it ties into the actual story. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and again, Last of Us Season 2, when that happens, I haven't played the video game, but obviously in that one, it's revealed even further that, lesb- or that she's a lesbian and all this stuff. So this is like pr- pr- providing backstory to stuff that actually unfolds within the plot so it makes sense that they're including this stuff and why why it has to happen whereas i think other movies shows whatever they really you can tell when they're forcing something and there's an agenda behind it and then there's there's this one where there is it's just part of the plot it's part of the story it adds to the story i I don't think yeah i i am surprised to hear that about i thought if anything there would be more about that with the the uh bill and frank episode and i'm sure there was i'm sure there was but but yeah i mean this this is a a documented part of the story obviously they expanded on it but it it is canon from the games yeah that ellie's a lesbian so this this isn't surprising at all it adds a little bit more color um, and this game was what 2004 was the first iteration of Last of Us, something like that. So again, this was way before the term woke and woke culture and all this shit was even a thing. Like, so there is no 
Like, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into that. This is like someone trying to shove some kind of woke culture agenda, political thing down our throat. I don't, I don't, I disagree. I think although, although the Last of Us Two was a lot more recent, and people did get up in arms about a lot of things in that game. They were very upset that hmm. Ellie was a lesbian then, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised. They didn't like the fact that one of the antagonists became a protagonist, and she was a muscly woman. That made them really upset. They got, they got their their uh, little boxers in a bunch. I will say this: if if you have a problem with this aspect, uh, you you need to look inside, and you're dumb as fuck. Like just yeah. Again, like, again, you, I, that, that's a you problem, not a Last of Us problem. Com, com, you can't you can't compare the what they did with us here in Last of Us and what Marvel did with the one scene in Infinity War. Like with all like that was <laughs> that was clearly agenda specific. Like trying to throw something at you that didn't need to be there that was marvel attempting to do fan service and the fans were like no we don't want this. yeah, <laughs> yeah. this was not a service marvel yeah. stop it again that that was an example of them forcing some kind of agenda down your throat another good example of of um where it shows like woman power but they didn't they did it subtly and they didn't do it like here it's women and they're awesome is the uh I don't remember if it was Mandalorian or, or Boba Fett, but there was an there was a, a almost an entire episode dedicated to like four women uh, that were just like badasses, and they broke into like this high security thing, and they got in, and got out, and it was just happened to be those four girls. But again, it was subtle. It wasn't like, hey, women power, rah 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 rah. It was it was pertained I, I, to the plot. I think back to your original point. As long as that flows naturally from the course of the story, yeah, like it's fine, yeah. That shouldn't be an issue. This flows naturally from the story. The, but the one thing, and I'm interested to see if this does change the story moving forward. In the game, we didn't get this expanded backstory. We just knew that Ellie and her friend went to a mall. Her friend got infected. They said, let's go insane together. Great line. This is a little bit different, though, because in, in this version, her friend has run away to join the Fireflies. The Fireflies have stationed her in this mall, which allowed her to both get very good at Mortal Kombat and build pipe bombs. <laughs> and then she gets infected and dies. So does Ellie have beef with the Fireflies now? I don't know. I, I mean, she. I think, I think she had a beef with the... Because remember, Ellie's being taught all the stuff she knows by Fedra. So it's, yep. it's you're looking at it through a single lens. And... When her her lesbian girlfriend is a, a firefly, obviously Ellie's like fuck this. You don't know what the fireflies are doing. They're killing people. Blah 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 blah. She gets pissed off at Riley because she sees her building pipe bombs. Well, and it doesn't it seem like this would really enforce that. Like from yeah. her perspective, it's like oh these fireflies got my best friend slash potential future lover killed. What the fuck? It could be. It could. It could. Uh, again, it's like like when so, when you do something, it's not it's not like. When someone quits a job, it's not because of one reason they quit. It's a number of small things that build up to like now I'm now fuck this place. I'm done. I'm quitting. Let's let's wrap this up a little bit. We sure. we we cover it. We cover the wonders of the mall. Was there like a single scene that like really stood out to you? No, nothing. Nothing really stood out. Again, good, fantastic acting performances by both. And the, you know, there's like the awkward lovey dovey because Ellie's still unsure of whether or not she can quote-unquote come out to her friend and her friend is like i get i don't know if she's oblivious to the fact that ellie has a crush on her or not so it's there's like a little bit of innocence behind their cutesy lovey-dovey thing that's going on it's not um it's not like i don't roll my eyes i don't groan at it yeah i think teenagers being awkward 
uh, around potential love interests would still be a thing in the apocalypse. Yeah. I think that that is, as long as there are teenagers, that will still be a thing, regardless of the scenario. Yeah, and Bella giving her her friend like little puppy dog eyes when she looks at her. Like, there's obviously you start seeing it. Like, oh, okay, she 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 likes her more than just as her best friend. She like has a she's attracted to her, and I don't know. I thought that was I thought it was it was tender. It was nice. They they pulled it off great. It would have been forcing it down our throat if they would have made Riley a transgender like that. Like that would have been like, okay, fuck you guys. No offense to transgender people. I'm just saying, like when you when you snowball all kinds of things into one and then pack it in and then just throw it down our like that's that's going a little too far. So there may be a transgender character in The Last of Us too. Part. Possibly, who, who, whatever. Not possibly. Okay, <laughs> there, there, there is. Awesome. Uh, what did you think about the actress who played Riley's performance? I'm trying to find her name. She she's popped up in a ton of stuff now. She her name is Storm Reed. Cool ass name. Storm uh, Reed. Dang. Yeah, she's her parents she, did not fuck around. Good, a good, uh, good actress. Good. I, I I she did a good job for the minor role she plays in this show. I mean, it's. Obviously, she gets infected. She dies. Ellie survives. You know, an up and coming young actress. A good. She did a good job. I'm gonna. I want to just just to uh, give some context. I want to pull up her filmography because she's been all over the place. So f- just just recently, I'm gonna go from most recent back. Okay. Uh, the Last of Us, Euphoria, When They See Us, Chicago PD, and then it starts to trail off there, and then movies. She was in the Suicide Squad. Hmm. She, she was um, Idris Elba's daughter. I don't remember that. Okay, remember the, the the John Cena Suicide Squad? Yeah. Remember Idris Elba had a daughter that that hated him. Mm-hmm. That was, she was his daughter. She's uh-huh. an invisible man, a wrinkle in time, and uh, Santa's boot camp. <laughs> oh, she was also a, wow. She was in Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, she apparently. she's been all over the place for a young actress. She's got a budding career. Yeah. No, and, did, did a good job. And you know what? Props to her for being fine with taking like kind of a one-off role. I mean, I, I guess when you look at it, Nick Offerman took a role very similar to this in terms of scale and scope. But, you know, she was she she was a more of a background character in Euphoria. And, you know, here she, she's got a one episode, but I think it was a good episode. Yeah. As far as the flashbacks... Uh, how would you compare this to the Bill and Frank episode? Uh, neck and neck. I don't see one as better than the other. I think I think they were good. I, I think I needed to see this more than I needed to see the Nick Offerman mm. uh, backstory. I think this because Ellie's the central character. She's one of the. She's it's her and Joel. I think this this had more more meat to it than um, <laughs> than, the, than the Bill and other guy. Whatever. I mean, I think I think there was there was a little bit more meat in the the Bill and Frank episode. Definitely, definitely more sausage. Okay, but 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 no, I, I again apparently I just saw this right now on IMDb, but they did an addition like a patch to The Last of Us, the video game, and they actually did portray this backstory piece of Ellie in The Last of Us when they remade it. Or remastered oh, okay. It. That that that's actually probably still on my PlayStation. Yeah, because I, I never played that. Yeah. So they so they did do this scene in the video game, but it was like it was a oh, later added thing to got it. Got it. Got it. Um. Maybe I'll and, and play I that sometime. And I didn't play it. You didn't play it. So to, to, to me, this was all new, all fresh, and it felt it felt natural. It felt good to know more about Ellie, how she got infected, infected instead of like wondering like how the fuck did she get bit and survive. 
Obviously, we don't know how she survived, how how, how she happened to... It, maybe it's something in her blood that had a, a, a genetic, genetic disposition to fight off that virus thing, but... But no, I needed this episode to get that little bit of information. I, I really liked it for that part. I, I think as like a, a singular piece of content, the Bill and Frank episode was a lot better. I mean, that whole thing was just an encapsulated story unto itself, really well acted, blah, blah, blah. But if you remember, my complaint was I didn't really feel like it informed the story of Joel and Ellie as much. Where yeah. this, this completely serves Ellie's story. Yeah. So Last of Us... Um, Episode seven is, is great. Yeah. Uh, I and I am I am both anticipating and cringing a little bit for uh, episode eight because shit's gonna get weird. Yeah, because we only have this episode and one more, right? It's only a nine episode season, I believe. Yep. So we're down to the last two tonight. Episode eight comes out next week in episode nine. So get you hold on to your horses. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, because if you, don't, if you don't hold on to your horses, some other fucker might eat them. Yeah. Do you have anything else to add to this episode? Anything else you want to, before we wrap it up? No, I got to piss super bad, so I'm, I'm yeah. ready for All right, guys. <laughs> for well, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We love you guys. We'll talk to you guys in a week. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.